it's like you know master chef kids or whatever (laughs) (laughs) the things those kids make those are that's impressive no it Mm -hmm. is it is especially when you have to kind of it's not just baking it's like I mean, baking is hard, but it's a little bit more like you follow these kids are set to follow instructions when you have to like improvise shit. I mean, I can't well, do that. And they use vocabulary that little kids should be using. They're <laughs> yes. like, I've yeah. decided to present a, a duck confit with a marmalade <laughs> yeah. reduction in white wine vinegar. And you're like, what? That's not right. How do you know that? Um, it does show what I've always suspected is that Gordon Ramsay is putting on quite a yes, fair amount of yes. that asshole persona because mm-hmm. yes. he's so much nicer to those kids. Yeah. He's very sweet to those kids. Mm-hmm. He's not going on the list, though. No. No, no, no. Oh, no. <laughs> As Colleen says, she doesn't like a, an adult blonde man. No. <laughs> it always makes me laugh. I'm not as harsh on that, but it no, does make me laugh. No, I think there's room. Yes. For a blonde man. But. <laughs> okay, say one. Um, well, there's one on my list that I want to talk about. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right, let's I do know. this thing. I'm just ready. I'm ready to. I know, let's do mm-hmm. it. Ready to get horny. In Minnesota, I'm Ann Lundholm, and this show has everything. Heart palpitations, intro show conflict, water park adventures, girlish giggling, and much more. I won't lie, we're a bit understaffed and feeling a tad lazy this week in the getting towards the dog days of summer, so we've decided to talk about a topic near and dear to our hearts and loins. We're going to be gushing over our fictional character crushes, not... The actors, attractive though they undoubtedly are, and I'm sure there will be a slight amount of gushing, but more importantly, the actual characters they portray on screen. And joining me to do this are the preeminent Tishi pop culture junkies from middle-aged Mama Studios in Austin, Texas. It's Hillary Livingston Butler. Hi, Hillary. Hi. Ooh, it's getting steamy around here. Actually, I think, isn't it hot like pretty much everywhere we are? It kind of works that we're like talking about hot guys oh my is it god hot? is it hot in minneapolis it's so fucking hot today it got into i think only the mid 90s but oh. that's because it's been cloudy all day if the sun was out it would just broil us to death and it feels like there's a blanket of wet heat Ugh. sitting over everything it's that, i always say i say when i go outside and it's really hot and humid i'm like it feels like a hair dryer out here like it just is like like just this like waft of heat it's bad it's bad and from suspiciously unidentified studios in linwood washington it's the nice lady christy wise hi christy hello i have a case of the vapors over here waiting for this topic (laughs) where's your fainting couch I'm on it. I'm recording from it. <laughs> Are you fluttering yourself with your fan? Yes, I am. 
<laughs> well, we'll start with a little small talk. We'll see what's in the mailbag and check out your favorite Texas movies. We'll get a little flustered in our medium talk, share some TG recommendations, and let you know how you can get involved with the show. Hillary, take us into the small talk. All right. Okay. So I um, we recorded, I think, on Thursday last week. So I had a whole, you know, weekend's full of adventures. It is really hot here, so I don't really want to do a ton of stuff. But on Saturday... I went to a place called Typhoon, Texas. No, you did not. <laughs> I did. In Pflugerville, Texas. Do they have uh, typhoons in Texas? I thought that was no. more like a South Asian Southeast, kind of I know, feel. Southeast Asian yeah. thing. I mean, we get some big thunderstorms, but typhoons, not so much. Um, yes, I went to the water park. It was the first time in about, I don't know, 25 years that I've been to a water park, like a for real water park. Um it was, you know, it was crowded because it was Saturday in July in Texas and COVID apparently doesn't exist here. So it was it was pretty crowded. But um, luckily, my friend Christine, who had organized it, she had booked a cabana, which actually was a lifesaver because we had a little area where you could there was like a waitress that came. It was very luxurious, a waitress that came and delivered food and drinks and all that and so you were under like cover of shade like if I had just been out I would have gotten fried even though I had set an alarm every hour to reapply sunscreen on me and the kids I was like I I would have been fried but um but we had it not been for the cabana I don't know if I'd had a great time but we (laughs) we we were right at the lazy river you know like pea river but I love a lazy river and so I circled around that it was crowded but I felt like it was Move. I never felt like claustrophobic or anything. And then I did because I was there. I just had to. I went on one big slide. It was kind of annoying because I did have to wait in line. And let me tell you, at um, the ripe old age of forty-two, slides are a lot scarier than they were <laughs> when I was fourteen years old. I felt death. I, I, and it was one of those ones. I was like, "This is the one I'm going to go on." I, this I I used to love these, and I, it's like just one of those ones that is straight down. Well, it's not straight down, but like a, a slide, but it kind of has bumps in it a little bit. But it doesn't curve around; it just goes, you know, at a diagonal. And you're facing forward. You're holding on to this raft. I the facing forward aspect of it really tripped me up. Like I was scared. Like by the end of it, my adrenaline was pumping and my heart, you know, like I'm kind of shaky a little bit. And that was it. I was, I went on a kitty one with Rory and that was about as those are fun. And those are fine. And I feel safe in those, but yeah, the, the big ones, I'm like, I'm, I think my time is done. I, I'm good. <laughs> the realization of your mortality. <laughs> yes. Well, I kept feeling like when you go over the hump that I would just like fly, like I, you know, on a roller coaster, not that they're all trustworthy, but I trust that there's some engineering and, you know, aerodynamics or whatever that go into it. With a slide, it's just plastic and water. Like, I don't know how they can really test it that well. Wasn't that but, the whole deal with, like, Schlitterbahn or yes, whatever that water park yeah, was where people yeah. flew off the slides and died? Yes. So I was. And the girl next to me was legit screaming the whole time, which did not, you know, like (laughs) calm me down. I did feel a little bit cooler next to her. I was like, get it together. Like, it's scary, but it's not like scream worthy scary. But anyway, I survived and we had fun. I don't know if I would do it again. Maybe. I mean, talk to me next summer. I probably will. But um, yeah, it it was it was a lot. It was a lot of humanity. And I, I. 
I don't mind a tattoo. There were some poor choices and tattoos that I saw <laughs> there. I also told Dave after like a couple of drinks, I was like, I just, I'm looking around. And when sun is shining on a body, nobody looks good in a bathing suit. Literally nobody looks good in a bathing suit. That was my summation of this. Because even if you're real thin or you have like some hot body, if the sun is shining on your thighs, you have cellulite somewhere on there and it doesn't look good in a bathing suit. It just doesn't. Only supermodels do. Or like, I don't know, Tyra Banks. Airbrushed. Yes. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Nobody looks good in a bathing suit. Do you think... Those guys that got the tattoos of Taz on their <laughs> calf in like 1996. Do you think they feel good about those still? Okay, so I actually have a personal story about this. Not that I have a Taz tattoo because that would be amazing. Oh but God, um, you need one. <laughs> I was friends with this girl in college. I'm still friends with her, but I was really good friends with this girl in college. And she dated this guy who was a super nice guy. Really nice, like mild-mannered guy just cool like the moment I met him I was like I like Neil he's awesome well one time Leslie got drunk and she told me she was like look at Neil's calf and I was like what and like high up on his calf I don't like mid on his calf and not on his ankle on his calf he had a huge Taz tattoo but like one two wearing wearing an Emmett Smith jersey <laughs> Three over and it said Du Bois. And no. I was like, How drunk were you when you got this? And he was like, Sadly, I was not drunk at all. I just made poor choices. Oh, no. And he was just not the guy. So, yes, I think they all, well, I hope they feel bad. I don't know. But that he definitely felt um, sorrowful for that one. And it's not one that you could like easily recreate into something else. And it's like that part of your leg, I don't know. That's just, that's some tough stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, they say tattoos are an expression of your <laughs> self and your personal personality that you want to present to the world. But I guess. I, I guess when I see a guy that has the barbed wire tattoo around his <laughs> bicep, I know exactly what I'm getting. Yeah, it true. is sort of like, yeah, it's sort of uh, showing you who they are without even talking. I mean, that's why I, I have said it before. I almost got a tattoo on my you know tramp stamp area of my dad's nickname for me and i'm ever grateful oh. that i did not do that because i'm so glad you didn't i know mm-hmm. that would have been really bad <laughs> i think tattoos are fine you just can't follow tattoo trends yes yes that's exactly. gonna be a problem yes yes for the the you know 40 to 50 year olds right now who all have lower back tattoos because they thought that was a cute part of their body I don't know. You oh, might be sad about that. Leaping out of the ocean or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, I'm glad you had fun. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Question mark at the water yeah, park. It was fun. Mm-hmm. I came home and passed out at like 630. So good times were had. And um, moving on, you have a rebuttal to a rebuttal. I do. So I, I had last week off because, of course, I said, I hate Texas. <laughs> I did not. How well, I, I did say I hate. Did I say I hated Texas? I said I hated Texas, but I was probably joking. <laughs> it's okay. I said we love to hate. That's a right. part of it. Yeah. No, I have no problem with Texas. Texas was very lovely the one time that I've been there. So on last week's show, wait, 
We must go back two shows <laughs> when we got a note from our friend <laughs> Bob Stein. <laughs> we got a note from our friend Bob Stein, and he mentioned one of the wonderful things about America was these dumb roadside attractions, including he specifically said the world's largest ball of twine and was that a real thing? And I confidently said, yes, of course, it's a real thing. It's in Darwin, Minnesota. I was just up there this week and I passed it. I passed very close by it. So then Bobby waits until I'm not on the show and he comes <laughs> in and he's like, um, well, actually, on an episode of 99% Invincible, they said that there is a big dispute about whether there is a definitive largest ball of twine. Um, he said it just like that. And so <laughs> that was a replay of Bobby last week. <laughs> and so I'd just like to say publicly, Robert Lawrence Pape, if you ever use an episode of 99% Invisible to nitpick on one of my statements ever again, so help me God, I will quit this podcast. <laughs> I'm off. <laughs> I and don't care. Whatever. What nerds care about whether it's the one true largest ball of twine? Have a good time on the road, people. <laughs> I, I, and I like barely. I mean, this sounds dumb. I barely know what twine is. I mean, I do, but I'm always <laughs> like, I'm like, why is this so important? I mean, just let's celebrate the one, the big old ball of twine that's mm-hmm. there. Well. People need hobbies, I guess. Yep. <laughs> a ball of twine is as good as anything when you get down to it. True, true. So that's true, all that true. I wanted to say about that. <laughs> that was a spot on um, impression. Like, I honestly thought he was on the show. Did a double Bobby, take. is that you? Listen, if he's going to wait till I'm not on the show <laughs> to take a shot of me, I'm going to wait. well actually at you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You best believe I'm going to shoot back. All right, let's move on to the mailbag. I could not resist. I don't know if either one of you got this first. Yes, I did. Oh, yeah, because you're an administrator on our website. So I love this one so much. (laughs) Subject, advertise up to 200 million emails from, quote, Boom of sales, unquote. <laughs> and the email address is nrdtb at <laughs> It says advertise up to 200 million emails with the lowest price. Immediate boom of sales. Talk to us on WhatsApp and it gives the number. And it says you can advertise all over the world or you can choose the countries and areas of your interest. The greatest. And that's it. Then it says approve. <laughs> <laughs> it gives the link. Someone sent send before they finish this spam. Shit. And it's like, um, re my last email. Yeah. <laughs> this makes me so happy. Guys, do we need a boom of sales? We do need a boom of sales. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, my my boss who was asking me about the podcast today was like, do you make money off of it? And I was like, no, I do oh, not. No. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we do need a boom, boom of, of sales. sales. I know. What are we selling? Um, ourselves. <laughs> I, think, I think boom of sales needs to be like an industry term now, like BOS. You know, we got to get the that oh, BOS yeah. by end of Q2. <laughs> well we'll we'll do some goal setting in our next yeah. company meeting yeah, i like it 
Uh, a slightly more uh, legitimate email note. Uh, our friend Linda, she says, Linda in Lancaster is how she signs herself. And I, I love that. She says, hi, all. So I went to see Bonnie and Clyde when it came out in 1967 at the ripe old age of 13. Wow. And then is that, would you call that the horrified face emoji? Mm-hmm. It's a like the face? scream face. Yes. Like the painting, the scream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She continues, a group of us went to the Topanga Theater in Woodland Hills, California, and watched this horribly inappropriate (laughs) movie. I think back then our parents were just glad to get us out of the house. Absolutely. I know I didn't get a lot of it, but I remember being grossed out. I was wondering why the theater let us in, so I checked on movie ratings, and they were implemented in... 1968. (laughs) So it was fine that we saw this. LOL. Thanks for the memories. 13's too young for that, Linda. Yes, but I do agree that, especially at 13, your parents are like, get a job, get out of here. I don't want to see you. Like, I don't. Especially then. Yes. Especially then. Yeah. I took Matt to an R rated movie once by accident when he was 13. What movie? I think. It was the one where Katie Holmes was naked. She oh, drowned and she was, mm, was it called mm-hmm. The Gift? Yes, it was. With I, um, honestly, Kate Blanchett, isn't it? I, think. I didn't realize. I thought it was PG-13 for some reason. And I took him to see it. And I did get in trouble when my mother found out. It was an mm. honest mistake. <laughs> but you know, when you're sitting there with this young teenage boy and there's Katie Holmes's new dead body like oh. floating in the water. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> They're like, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, Dave, uh, Dave definitely, Dave can, will clock some of those. He's like, oh, yeah, she was nude in that one. It's like uh, Mr. Skin for <laughs> Mr. Skin. Dave is Mr. Skin. Well, we found out his identity. <laughs> you know, Katie Holmes is not necessarily the person that you would expect to do nudity after Dawson's Creek. No. But I think a lot of times those, like, I know Anne Hathaway had one, like, Frantic or something like that, where I think they're like, we're not teens anymore. We're going to... After Ella enchanted, she was like, well, time to get naked. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, Well, thank you for that, Linda. That was great. Uh, Question of the week responses. Uh, Question was, what movie says Texas to you? (laughs) Gregory says... Space Cowboys. It's like the Dallas Cowboys, but more successful. That went right to my dad's heart, Gregory. That was just <laughs> so mean. But Honestly, true. I don't know that it is. Do we yeah. know how much Space Cowboys grossed in the theater? I don't think it did that well. It was like one of those movies I remember. I remember the, um, whatchamacallit, like the EW, you know, summer preview or whatever. They would have all the upcoming summer movies and that was one that was like whoa all you know i don't know why we're so excited about like clint eastwood tommy lee jones i mean but it seemed very cool was it old dudes in space was yeah, that the I, one that was against armageddon or was there a different one there was a different one against armageddon because there is this there is a um like phenomenon of movies that were like released at the same time that are basically like the same but you know Oh, Deep Impact. It was Armageddon or Deep Impact. It's like Chicago Hope and um, ER Mm -hmm. released the same year. I've seen neither Armageddon nor Deep Impact. Really? I think I've seen Mm -mm. both, sadly. Oh, I think, weren't they both in the theater at the exact same time? They were, and every time I I hear the Aerosmith song, I want to punch myself in the face. Do you want to eat animal crackers and... (laughs) 
I saw that with I saw that with my dad and definitely was like, I have to go to the bathroom right now when he's like playing with the animal crackers on her stomach. I was like, It was I'm, so embarrassing. <laughs> I'm like, like I it wasn't even like sexy. This. It was no. embarrassing. I cannot come be here on. For this. No, come on, Ben. You know no. better. <laughs> Yikes. Anyway, back to space cowboys. Gregory. You're on the naughty list. <laughs> yes, you are. Sean says Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I also have not seen any yeah. of the Pee Wee movies. Really? Uh, there's that, the two, right? I don't know. Yeah, that one's actually good. I mean, that one's, it's silly, but it's, you know, whatever. It, it's it's when I actually like Tim Burton, Pee Wee's Big mm. Adventure, and, and um, what's it called? Um, uh, Beetlejuice are like the two Tim Burton mm-hmm. movies I kind of enjoy. And I think maybe because they were such like slumber party movies that it just was kind of embedded in my head. Do you think after Edward Scissorhands, like, he just got this thing with Johnny Depp that I think wasn't good for either of them? No, no, no. And that's why, well, I mean, for many reasons. I've never really, Johnny Depp has never really been it for me because it's just, I don't know. It's this weird, gothy kind of thing. I mean, I could have gone for it in 21 Jump Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But after that, I've said before, he just always looks like he needs to take a shower. Yes. Yes. And brush his teeth. And he has really bad breath. 100%. Gross. So he's not making our list. <laughs> no. Nope. no. Okay. No. Okay. We got to get through this. Peter says, boys don't cry. Um, Peter, I don't think that boys don't cry is in Texas. But it was set in Nebraska, but I was looked it... it up because I was like, mm, that's Nebraska. It was filmed in Texas because oh, okay. it was cheaper. Oh, well. but, oh. Yeah. All right. Peter gets yeah. in on a technicality. Yep. <laughs> John says, Paris, Texas. God, I'm such a dork. <laughs> no. Paris, yeah. Texas is considered a really good movie. I've actually never seen it. I have driven through Paris, Texas, but I have never seen it. Well, that's as good as seeing yeah. a movie. Sure. Uh, Sarah says, Friday Night Lights, Texas Forever. I mean, yeah. Christy, I know you feel differently about the mm. movie and the TV it's show. Good. It's fine, but the TV show is like the best thing ever made. So. Yeah. It's hard to, and none of the same characters except Connie Britton Connie Britton, is in yeah. it, right? Yeah. Well, if you're going to reuse one actress, yeah, gotcha. go for yeah, Connie Britton. for sure. Yep. You know, uh, Lane says giant. Boy, that's going back, Lane. And no country for old men. And Bernie. Um, I have a dumb story about Giant, a movie that I have surprisingly never seen. But I, when I was in college, I interned for film, the film critic for the ABC station in Dallas, and he had me go through like. He had this whole closet full of old movies, you know, like screeners that had been given to him. And he's like, just go through and like get rid of some of the ones that are like dumb or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what the metric was. And I was like, what is this? Like I put it on the stack of like to get rid of and it was giant. He was like, "Um, this is a really famous movie. You can't get rid of this movie. And I was like, oops, I guess I haven't gotten to that part of my film. Uh I haven't seen that orb this Bernie show, but I can't. Uh, Bernie's I really good. It. Bernie's Bernie's yeah. weird and slight, but it's it's good. It's it's um, it's it's Linklater, but it's like one of his kind of odder ones. It's yeah, good. I can't believe I didn't see this. Yeah, it's good. Put it on your list. Yes, it's on my list. Jennifer says, "Well, dazed and confused, of course." I says, "Yep." The ghost of Mike says, "As a Texan." Can he call himself a Texan now? No. I mean, he's been well, there for a while. I guess. But... Yeah, he's been here, I think, since 2010. Yeah. I don't know if a decade. Qual- okay, well, whatever. He can call himself a Texan if he wants. Anyway, as a Texan, to. retired bank robber, and a fan of Jeff Bridges, Chris Pine, Ben Foster, and underrated films, Hell or High Water is the benchmark for me. I tried to watch Hell or High Water. I love Chris Pine. Did I-, I did not put him on my list, but I should have. But I could not get into Hell or High Water. Well, I there's think it one... was 
too hard for me. Yeah. I have, I haven't watched it as as preview it, it later on somebody else likes it who is in my life and mm, I okay. still haven't watched it. Uh Joseph says Cloak and Dagger. I loved Cloak and Dagger. I it oh, was me too. I, I loved forgot it. about that movie. Uh it's set in San Antonio. It's like on the Riverwalk. I I am like a really big fan and he I check on him every once in a while but to see if he's still alive. But I like loved Dabney Coleman. <laughs> I loved him <laughs> when I was a kid. He I love war games and he's like oh, was so this good. perfect representation of just like a mildly kind of scary stern guy, but I like but still I kind of he just like represents the 80s to me for some reason. Totally. Okay, so um, this is the 1984 film, not the, not the 1946 film or no, the yeah, television yeah. series. No, yeah, it's the 84. It's with um, the ET kid, Henry. Um, Henry Thomas. Thomas. I see. Yeah. I see. I see. And this girl that if you saw her, you'd be like, oh yeah, she was around. I don't know what her name is, but she was just a blonde child that was around in the 80s. But it's sort of silly, but I remember loving it. Like it was one if it was on, and it would just be on like a you know. UHF station. You're like, well, all right, I guess I'm watching this right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably right. not good, but like in my childhood memory. It is yeah, good. it was so good. That yeah. was another one I watched all the time. Must have been on HBO. It's based on The Boy Cried Murder by Cornell Woolrich. Oh. Ooh, box office, 9.7 million. Of course, that was 1984, Four. so who knows? But yeah. All right. Well, maybe I'll watch that. That looks sort of fun. Thanks, Joseph. And Louise says, boyhood should not have watched that on maternity leave. <laughs> Oof. I have, still haven't watched it. I really, really, I mean, it's, I think, set here largely. But, I, yeah, I still haven't seen it. <laughs> then Joseph says, Lone Star, which would have been my pick had I, I been know. on the show. The movie where I finally saw Chris Cooper as Chris Cooper rather yes. than that guy. Yeah, That he'd totally. been in so many things for so long. He's... Um, extremely good in that. That is a really, really good movie. And I saw recently a lot of like, not remembrances, but it was like, oh, it's been 20 years or whatever, some random anniversary of it. And I'm like, I, you know, it was a movie I think I saw in film class and was just immediately, I, it's just a really, really, John Sales is a very talented filmmaker and it's a, it's a good movie. And it's a, it speaks a lot about borders and how permeable they are and how like made up they are. But how much they change people's lives and and it's a great murder mystery yes it is an early matthew mcconaughey Mm-hmm. before he irritated me yes <laughs> linda says how about some texas romance hope floats that's so good and so sad um that is takes place in smithville texas which is where my grandfather was from um and it's uh, like about mm, an hour east of Austin and my grandmother's buried there so we'll go occasionally and visit it and it still has like an old rickety sign that's like the town of hope floats because <laughs> like, it's like the only thing it's famous for oh. and um the house though that they go to in it the big white house my mom used to play in it when she was a kid because it's such a small town that they just like knew everybody that lived there so she knew whoever owned it she would go play in that house that's fun yeah uh, Colian comes in with another vote for No Country for Old Men. Obviously, a very good choice. Kenneth says mm-hmm. Dallas Buyers Club slash Varsity Blues <laughs> Two. Is there a movie called Varsity Blues Two, or is Kenneth saying Varsity Blues <laughs> as, as well? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if there is, I don't want to see it. 
Uh, Daniel's pick is Steven Spielberg's The Sugarland Express. So many cop cars chase Goldie Hawn and William Atherton across southeast Texas after he escapes from prison so the couple can rescue their baby from going into foster care. Based on real-life events from 1969, it was Spielberg's first theatrical release and the first movie he and John Williams worked together on. I love that little bit of trivia. I know. That sounds very interesting. Yeah. Uh, Daniel says also Terrence Malick's The Tree of Life, which takes place in Waco in the flashback scenes. I walked out of the theater confused and wondering, WTF, I just watched, but it haunted my thoughts Mm -hmm. and discussions for days. Not many movies do that, and I ended up loving it once I digested it thoroughly. That's one of those movies that I'm like, if I don't see it in the theater, I'm literally never going to see it. Because I'm like, when am I going to sit down and watch this kind of meditative Yeah thing on childhood and and parenting and I like I and Terrence Malick sometimes you know sometimes you'll have um, directors or filmmakers or whatever that I'm like I think I'm a reasonably smart person I'm whatever I can get concepts and sometimes I'm like am I dumb because I didn't get that like I just didn't understand what they were trying to talk about there and that's what I feel like I would be walking into with Tree of Life I mean I'm okay living without seeing it yeah yeah. I think if we have any conversations about it, we'll get Daniel on and he can absolutely do the heavy listing for that. Uh, Rosemary says, actually, let's uh, we have a couple of these. Rosemary and Morgan and Michael all say dazed and confused. So that's great. Libby says, that's the lower house in Texas. I'm sorry, but it does have Dolly and Bert. I love the soundtrack. Nothing to be sorry for, Libby. Absolutely. That's, a good, that's another movie I watched all the time. Me as a too, kid. Christy. We were and like, I was like, I don't get what Whorehouse is. I don't understand what they're singing about. But I but love I Dolly love Parton. It. I yeah. love it. <laughs> and finally, Michael agrees with the ghost of the bank robber with Hell or High Water. Maybe it's I should dad. try that again. I do like Chris Pine. He's, he's a cutie. Yep. All right. Thank you, everybody. That was Thank great. You. Yes. I mean, a few more things to put on the list to watch. But uh, speaking of things that we watch, let's get into Medium Talk. This was a brilliant idea from Christy, yes. who said when we were trying to figure out what to do, what if we do a show? She said, I'm not saying now, but I'm saying <laughs> sometime. We do a show where we talk about crushes we have on characters not on actors. And we said, hmm, let's do that this week. (laughs) How about this week? (laughs) So here we go. And we open it up to TV and movies. And I think I said books, too, because books would be great. Mm -hmm. Because then you wouldn't have a visual performance. There's no actor to associate with it. So it's all in your mind, in your dirty, dirty mind. (laughs) But uh, I think that we'll end up with more TV shows just because you can build a bigger relationship, quote unquote, (laughs) in your head with the character over time. Nurse Betty or something. You're like, exactly. (laughs) i do have Um, a relationship with them people who watch soaps can get real weird into that stuff and i you know i watched general hospital long enough and like poked around on the internet fan Mm -hmm. sites long enough that Mm -hmm. i was like oh guys you realize you don't know them right (laughs) and they're not real people even though in some cases they have literally watched these actors grow up on screen 
and they watch them five days a week for an hour and they feel like like this is a real person to them i'm like no you don't know them uh yeah i think uh (laughs) missy best friend of the show was very invested in lucky Oh my god! But which lucky? There were three luckies. Well, I up to the time through I was watching it. The first one, you know, um, he was on Nashville, the TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I forget what his name is, but (laughs) I know he was the the sprightly like uh, Twinkie boyish one. Yes, totally. But then they got the two more luckies after that was a hunk. Yeah. Holy moly. That's um, from um, When Life to Live is when I fell in love with Nathan Fillion for the first time. Right. Oh, but didn't he play a priest? I mean, maybe later on, but at first he didn't. Okay. He had a calling later. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, on soaps, it's important that you be attractive. Yeah. Acting ability is sort of a plus. Yeah. No, I mean, that's when I first fell in love with uh, Josh Duhamel. I was like, oh, oh my God. God. Yes. So oh, my God. Leo. Oh, Leo there are very so few people hot. like uh, Tony Geary, who famously plays Luke Spencer, <laughs> yes. uh, who is not attractive and no, never was attractive. Oh, my God. What was going on? <laughs> but and he has to such... pretend that he was hot. He <laughs> has such <laughs> tremendous charisma. Yeah. Yeah. That, oh, totally. Uh, people overlooked that. <laughs> he, had, he had real bad 80s hair it the was spiky, so bad it looked like yeah. spaghetti on top of his head sometimes <laughs> as, as the ghost of the bank robber says a full head of terrible hair <laughs> yeah totally, exactly <laughs> but anyway he's not on our list either so no. we have each compiled a list of people who we have a crush on as characters in media, let's put it that way. And I came up with a few categories. It's me, guys. Of course, I'm going to come up with a few categories. But I want to start with one that I'm calling disqualified, but so, so hot. Because I think that people are going to need this when they're trying to answer the question of the week. Totally. So we're going to give you some guys that we just have to talk about. But yes. they don't fit this criteria because this is not necessarily the... Uh, characters that we have a crush on. I will just start with the example that I gave you guys when we were talking about it. Is Timothy Oliphant as Raylan Givens is so, so hot and He's justified. Really hot. And I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole because yes. that character is so fucked up. Yeah. Yep. Well, mm-hmm. and he's... At first glance, he's like this perfect gentleman. He's very sort of soft-spoken and very polite. I mean, I think he, honest to God, like tips his cowboy hat and says, ma'am. Yes. And he's just gorgeous. And he's a, you know, federal marshal and he fights crime. And he's, I think his ex-wife at one point says to him, you are the angriest person I have ever met. And I was like, oh, my God. Yes. That man is furious at the world and incredibly violent, and I would not go near him, but he's so hot. He's very hot. I agree. He's. I remember when I saw him in Go, for the first, that was the first time I ever saw him, and I was like, I'm sorry. Who the hell is that? Like, Who he are is, you? <laughs> I'm like, um, why are you so hot? And you're a drug dealer, and I still, like, I'm in love with you. I would like to get with that. If you ever watch his interviews on Conan, like, they're legitimately good friends. And he is a complete goofball. It's it's very funny. When he was on Conan's 
podcast, he said, if you're making money off this, I want to make money off of this. And he brought his own list of ads and he would spontaneously <laughs> do ad breaks and he would read about these ridiculous Hilarious. products. <laughs> it's so great. Or when um, I think when Conan switched to the half hour format and he stopped wearing the suit and you know how he like, I don't understand why a man who is so tall and skinny wants to wear a, essentially a crop jacket. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So Conan was so wearing strange. those, I know, those jackets and ties, and <laughs> Timothy Oliphant came out wearing an identical outfit <laughs> just to fuck with Conan. Oh, I like that. That makes um, me like He him was more. so adorable in San Clarita's Diet. Oh, I still oh, haven't watched, watched that. that. I gotta do that. Yeah. Like, he's such a good husband, and he's so good, but like, you don't like see him half naked or anything. He ta- there's a story that I think did you talk about this on Conan? I think so where he and uh, Josh Jumel get mistaken for one another all the time and they saw each other at some charity baseball game and Josh Jumel went over and they were like ha 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 let's you take a picture with my wife and kids and then <laughs> Tim Oliphant sent it out on his Christmas card <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> Uh, but anyway, anyway, guys, disqualified. Okay. Clearly not because we don't like Thanks. him. Yes. But because the character yep. is toxic. Okay. And I need to know the rules. How many of these do I get? I don't know. Let's see. Let's see what you got, Christy. Lay one on us. Just one. Well, <laughs> let's start with one. Yeah. Okay. Um, Tim Riggins from Friday Night Lights. Mm. Yeah. I know. God, he's so hot. Oh, my God. But he's so messed up. I know. (laughs) I know. And, like, sometimes some of the people that are on my, like, on my actual top five TV crushes are kind of messed up. But, like, he's really messed up. Yeah. But he is so hot. so hot. I know. Oh, my gosh. Where is he? What is he doing? Well, I feel bad for him. Taylor Kitsch. He was definitely somebody who they were like, he's going to be a thing. Like, he Mm -hmm. is the thing. He's going to be a thing. And he just had series after series of misfires and things that did. Battleship movie. Yes, yes. they did like John John Carter also, and they just like came out in succession. And they did the season of um, what's that True Detective that I think didn't go over what? Like it just he it he just hasn't like connected, and it's like okay, well, is it just the character for whatever reason? His character of Riggins is just what has connected people. Oh my god, yes, Mm -hmm. I know. He was gonna be in the X Men movies. I don't know how that. He was in one, right? The Wolverine one. Yeah. I don't know if they're just, you know, prepping his movie or if that... He's such a good actor, too. If you saw Waco, he does such a good job of David Koresh, but he's so creepy in it. Not hot. Not hot. No, not hot as David Koresh. No, no, no. (laughs) Only Tim Riggins. (laughs) Um, Okay. I'm going to go next. Mine is one that I feel like people will choose because he is hot and he has a very large penis apparently, but mm. mine is uh, Don Draper. Um, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> disqualified, but so, yes. so hot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I would pick the character that he played in Bridesmaids over yeah. Don Draper. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, he, or on 30 Rock. <laughs> that's why I like him, too, though, because, like, when he plays that character in Bridesmaids, it's so perfect because he's such a – he has – hopefully a awareness of 
how good looking he is and like just that dicky attitude of like mm-hmm. I really want you to leave but I don't know how to tell you <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then when he's grabbing her boob he's like you like this and she's like mm-hmm <laughs> He seems to be kind of like a a dork in real life yes, too, which I really totally, like. totally, yeah, yeah. But talk about toxic guys. Don Draper is oh, good oh, for nobody. Know, oh my yeah. gosh, he's he's, he's like good the for standard like, of gross. having sex maybe with a condom and that's it. <laughs> that's it. No no other emotional no feelings, attachments. No one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go back to another one on my disqualified list. Pains me to say it, but I'm disqualifying Sam Hewen as Jamie Fraser in oh, Outlander. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. So hot. But uh, And as many romantic heroes, Jamie is presented as just being this wonderful, kind, intelligent, courageous, honorable man. But he also, he does beat his wife that one time. Um, and, yeah. you know, yeah. it's different in the 18th century rule of thumb and all of that. It was okay to beat your wife. But I'm not all right with that. And then, is it in the third book? Christy, I know you read them all. Is it the third book where there's a, just a terrible misunderstanding with his daughter and he does something, I will not spoil it, he does something very violent? I think, yes. I think that was the third. Not also, good. he probably smells <laughs> the character the character True. not the actor the character <laughs> probably is a little whiffy he does look yeah. like he i mean it's a long time since the yearly bath <laughs> yeah i mean but that one transcend that's a book too because i fell in love with jamie as the book mm-hmm. right character mm-hmm. but still no man gets to what my ass no. no hell no no to prove to his men that he has the balls to control his woman Ugh. so that they will respect him. No, Close. no, 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 no. Non-starter. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sorry. Yep. You're disqualified. Sorry. Yep. All right, Christy, <laughs> give us another one. Okay. Um, Killmonger from the Black Panther series, <laughs> ah. played by Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> Very good. It's a disqualify any yeah. Marvel villains. <laughs> but, I mean, I went through his whole, because he has to be on my list somewhere. Yeah. And all of his characters in anything are usually a, a big no, but mm-hmm. Killmonger with his shirt off, like that, just those <laughs> right. pictures called to me. So, well, and he, you know, his motivations, you're like, well, I mean, he kind of has a point. Totally has well, a point. He's going about it the wrong way. He's going about it very wrong, but he has a point. Yes. Dave was reading something like villains that have a point, and I think that's mm-hmm. definitely on it. Like, yes. Mm, was he right, though? Yeah. Kill the white people. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that sounds about right. <laughs> um, mine is my next one. Hmm, which one to pick? Um, okay. So I first fell in love with this person. He's played several, this character, well, he was an actor because he has a look that I like. Not anymore. But he's played several um, problematic characters. But when I first fell in love with him was on the first role I ever saw him in was Mike Logan of the original Law and Order. Oh, big himself. Uh, I know. I But I loved him as Mike Logan because he was like, I think we talked about this before, but the, like he's this like ardently pro-choice, like... <laughs> 
like Irish Catholic in New York, like NYPD. And it's like, that's not going to happen. But it made me fall in love with him. But he has an anger problem. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to be married to a cop either. So that's, you know, kind of a problem. But I don't know why. I I don't think it anymore. But Mike Logan in the 90s, I was like, yes, you do it for me. I don't know. I like a big nose. Yeah. you know, the big nose. He has very intense eyes, yes, like his stare. Yes, I mean he's like mm-hmm. a sociopath as Mr. Big, but um, yeah. but yeah, in in Law and Order, I was mm-hmm. into it. And Lenny and like Briscoe and Logan are my favorite duo as far as Law and Order goes. I just I loved Lenny Briscoe. He he was just the best. He was the best actor. I mean, I know that's not his real name, but he, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Briscoe and wait, what was the next one? Oh, was it Julia Roberts's like ex Benjamin Bratt. Yes. Benjamin Bratt. Yeah, yeah. What was his character's name? Oh god, what was it? Benjamin Bratt. Mm-hmm. Well, we can't move on until Lord we finish. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, hold on. It is. Oh, come on. I want to know what is it? Ray Curtis. Right. That's yes. right. Yes. That's right. Yes. I did like them. I thought yep. they were good together. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's do one more round of disqualifieds. We could do this forever. Oh, I, know. I, to, I know. I have to search through my list to see <laughs> who I want to go with. Okay. I'm just going to say disqualified is Joel Kinnaman in anything he's in. But you guys, he's a lot okay wait hold on well i'm looking him up i don't know this person he's great uh he was in house of cards whatever season where he was kevin spacey's opponent he's so hot and then there was one wait i gotta look up so he was in this netflix show called altered carbon where he played a dead guy who had been planted into another person's body i guess if you had money you could do that and you did get to see his butt in that let me tell you but he was so (laughs) jacked in that but his characters are always very damaged yes and i'm like nope did you watch for all mankind no you need to watch that he's like the main star of it and it's about space oh um, so is this the blonde that you were discussing this earlier? This is the blonde. <laughs> this, this is the... No, he earns his blondness because he's Swedish. So yeah, I will yeah, give yeah. it Yeah, yeah, yeah. So him. it's not fake. Yeah. Um, so he's one of those where I'm like, is he hot or is he tall? No. It's hot. <laughs> it is confusing so sometimes. Tall. <laughs> uh, look him up in House of Cards. He was super I good looking House in of that. Cards and why didn't I remember him being on there? I do remember. Okay. Yep. Okay. I'll You're give like, it to story checks out. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> All right, Christy, Christy, have you decided? Okay. Called the list. Okay. It's really hard. I'm going to have to cut out about five. Um, I'm going to say Marty Bird from Ozarks, played by Jason Bateman. Oh, Jason yeah. Bateman. Yeah. Yeah. He's a longtime crush of mine. Yep. And I like. It's not fair. He just gets hotter with age. Like, mm-hmm. I can't. He does. And he's so funny. And he's like a regular person. And um, yeah, but he's so damaged on the show. And I almost picked him for the Arrested Development, but he's damaged on that, too. You know, he yeah. actually plays a really... I was... Um, what's the movie? The one um, with Elliot Page, the... Um, um, Oh, Juno. Juno. He his character in that is so good because you can see how a sixteen year old girl would be like, "Oh yeah, this guy like really digs me," and mm-hmm. you know he he treats me like an adult and or like a peer, 
Um, and then you're like, oh no, he actually is terrible. He's the terrible one. You think that Jennifer yes. Garner is the terrible one, but he's the terrible nope, one. He plays damage really well. He's, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would do his character from Dodgefall. Oh, I okay. forgot about that. The commentator. Yes. Yes. The Dodgefall commentator. Him is, he's great. Everybody else he plays. It's terrible. Not good. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I guess I can't say silver spoons or not. Do you like? Do you like his hair? Is that what pushed you over on that? <laughs> I'm reminding myself of him. It's really the outfits that do it for me. In that, totally. I need to rewatch that. That was a good movie. Yeah, that was a great movie, except for the two minutes in the airport bar that Vince Vaughn has with Lance Armstrong, telling him to work hard and you know not give up on his dreams. Armstrong pre-doping revelations. Yeah. Right. It really mm-hmm. doesn't uh, doesn't that part doesn't wear very well. But the rest of the movie, I really love. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. For my last one. All right. I have a lot of pro- problematic people in here. <laughs> this is a completely random one, and I this guy is hot, and I know it, but I only really thought he was truly so beautiful in this movie. Is Paul, I don't know if it's McLean or McLean in A River Runs Through It, played by Brad Pitt. And he is troubled, man, but he is so beautiful in that movie. And it is kind of a boring movie that I love because it's so pretty to watch. and peaceful. Yes, exactly. Mm. And man, Brad Pitt is beautiful in that. But man, that character. he's not my type. No, he's totally not either. But like, there's just one of those times where he smiles and you're just, I'm so kind of like, awestruck but he's the kind of character that super stresses me out because he's so charming and kind of gets out of it until he doesn't get out of something and you're just like you're asking for it like you are gonna die somehow and some way and i can't control it oh brad yep 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 well let's move on um (laughs) i think that we should we should have a relatively short section on teen fantasies uh Mm. Hillary, you really did inspire this. Please, will you tell <laughs> the story that you told us? You said you weren't going to tell it on the show, okay, but okay. please. I will so t- these are crushes that we've had on characters when we were in our younger, more tender years. Perhaps we would not have crushes on these people now, but you know, back in the day. you were Yeah, you were easily uh, impress- impressionable. Okay, so this is my story. Um, and this is foreshadowing for actually what uh, Tishy recommends I have later on. But um, in seventh grade in Texas, everybody has to take Texas history. Um, it's obviously history, but um, it's mostly fictional, the stories that they tell us. So imagine 13-year-old Hillary, slightly chubby with braces and acne, reading through her Texas history book. And I pass along this um, drawing <laughs> <laughs> not a picture a drawing because there are no pictures exist of him of William B. Travis and a horny Hillary was like <laughs> he, he is so hot I think William B. Travis is like the hottest guy I've ever seen and I would flip back what? to that page like every single day in uh, seventh grade so yes he was my one of my primary crushes <laughs> at a young age let me see if I can find a picture of William B. Travis I'm looking at it what? Hold on. I'm going to find the one. I'll send it to you. The <laughs> okay. one that I thought was very hot. Because okay. it's not Cause... this one that you're like, Ugh. it's like it's there. This one was more like I'm a heroic, um, you know, Davy Crockett type. 
Mm. Not the one with the weird pinty, pointy <laughs> no, chin. No, no, no. Yeah, well, that's the one. Listen, I don't know what to tell you. I was, I was 13. <laughs> I was feeling things. Yeah. Hillary's like, woo. Lots of hormones. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that. Uh, uh, Christy, what do you got? We'll do a couple of rounds on this yeah. one, I guess. Um, Probably my biggest love was Corey Haim. Oh. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. You and all the girls who read Tiger Beat. Yes. Oh, my God. I was obsessed. I would go to the... This is so embarrassing. I would go to the movies, and I had a little tape recorder, and I would record the movie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Audio recording of the movie, probably illegal, um, and then take it home and transcribe it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so much work. I know. It's so much work. I loved him so much. Oh, man. I do actually remember when people would be like, oh, no, I love Corey Feldman. I'm like, what is wrong with you? No, come on. <laughs> like, okay, let's he get real. just like Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have a specific Corey Haim character that you like to mean? Oh, just like him and, and all of those big bop magazines. Uh-huh. Like, he just had really cool clothes. In License to Drive, he was a little nerdy, and Dream a Little Dream, he was not the main star, which bummed me out, but he was very cute, and he had lots of cool clothes. He wore just, like, baggy, like, high-fashion clothes, and I really liked it, and always, like, a cute hat, and it didn't look dorky on him. Looks cute. Oh, Hillary. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. This picture. (laughs) William B. Travis. (laughs) He's got a nice butt chin. Uh, yeah, he definitely. Listen, it was oh, uh, wow. the hormones were raging. I well, I think probably man. the the rockets going off in the background <laughs> and the cannons really. I mean, helped. if you if you like hook up with him, will you have him shave? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is that facial hair? <laughs> and the like, yeah, the that was the thing he was apparently famous for is having very intense um, sideburns. <sighs> yeah, That's anyway, something. yeah, Hillary's taste. All right. Well, that's great. Uh, I'm going to bring up a, a teen crush on a character. I'm going to Newsies. It's not a crush on Jack Kelly, Christian Bale's character. It was a crush on David, his friend in Newsies. <laughs> it's like liking the drummer or something. You're like, <laughs> but hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> Christian Bale was the the face yeah. of the resistance, the the newsboys' resistance and uh, quest for uh, uh, reasonable working conditions. But David, he was the brains. He was the one who convinced Christian Bale to do it. He was the one that came up with all the stuff that Christian Bale said. He was the strategist and the brain of it all. And that's got to be what I'm going to go for. Yeah. Every time. So David yeah. Moscow as yes. David. David Moscow, who was the young Tom Hanks in Big. Yes. And was quite cute as a teenager and now is just sort of, you know. He, he looks like the grown-up version of himself. Like, I mean, yeah. meaning he looks, his face like almost looks exactly the same, but it hasn't like matured in any, I don't know. It's, it's like you would, I feel like, well, I saw him in Los Angeles and I automatically recognized him. So that's saying something. Um, it's it's probably going to be uh, part of a pattern of me 
liking the responsible, steady, yes. good guys. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing about women liking bad boys, fellas, I'm here to tell you, it's not true. Not for no. Anne, anyway. Mm-mm. So. No. Uh, all right, Hillary, do you have another teen <laughs> character? Um, yeah, okay. I'm just going to get this one out of the way because I don't, I, this is a bad choice on so many levels, but I remember being very invested in Jordan Catalano, like very invested in him. And now as I, as I age, I'm like, no, absolutely not. Angela, no, like that's the guy that's going to like string you along. I know he's beautiful and he seems Mm -hmm. kind of edgy or whatever, but he sucks and he might be a good kisser, but he like doesn't, won't want to admit that you're his girlfriend and, um, he's just going to scroll you away and hook up with you and you're going to think it's special, but it's not. Not that I haven't been there. I just, this is not, <laughs> not that you have experience, <laughs> but I do remember this is what it, God, I was such a dork. I remember getting like people's 50 most beautiful people. And it was the year that, you know, my so-called life was very popular and, but it was still like a little bit underground. It was not like well known amongst my parents or anything. Like I was watching it and my friends were watching it, but it wasn't, it wasn't 90210. You know, it wasn't like so crazy popular. And I remember being so like praying <laughs> that he was going to be like in 50 most beautiful people. And he was, he was like one of the last ones. And I was like, Oh, thank God you did it. <laughs> I was really invested in it. your prayers. They there weren't. is a God. Oh yeah. It's Nothing amazing. What's important on. to you. When you're <laughs> I, know, teenager. I know. 1994. I'm like, please, please, please let him be in this. He was. Even when he, when that show was out, I was like, obviously Brian Krakow is the choice. Well, of course. Yeah. But, like, is he a little bit of an incel? I don't know. Yeah. Like, now. I know. <laughs> but, I know. but then I was like, Brian Krakow is way cuter. And he might not have a car, but he has a cool bike. And he will have a job. It, true. And and actually, I mean, I don't know what that guy is doing now. But, God, Jordan Leto. I mean, I'm, ugh, ugh, like, he still, he looks pretty good for his age. But he's just one of those guys that you're like, one, you know he's stinky. And, two, you know mm-hmm. he's like a piece of shit. And he's trying so hard oh, yes. to like be cool. Yes. Yes. Oh goodness. All right. Next Christy. Um, well, it wasn't in a show or anything. Um, it, I mean, always Donnie Wahlberg. Right. Like, well, well, he was kind of Donnie Wahlberg in the sixth sense. Oh, yeah. oh, oh God. God. Oh, God. Wait, I was so Blue upset Bloods? when I found out that was him. <laughs> I mean, not now Donnie Wahlberg, but like bad boy, new kids on the block. I feel like he was probably playing a role. I feel like. Oh, 100%. Do they, all those boy bands have roles that they play, right? Yeah. He's the bad boy. Yeah. How bad was he? I mean, he posed on a motorcycle and wore a leather jacket. Wow. That's (laughs) pretty bad. Rings and um, he had like rings. the rumor, he'd always wear like a bunch of rings. <laughs> Wait, uh, I was listening to Hillary's Horny Corner that was like a you know Regency historical, and she kept saying like I saw his rings glinting in the like all of his rings, and I'm like this is distracting me. I don't like this. Like stop talking yeah. about his rings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but was he a bad boy? I mean, kind of. Yeah. So I guess well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm a little embarrassed oh, at my please. next one, but you have to remember, I wasn't allowed to watch very much TV growing up 
especially, I would say, okay, yeah, my whole life, but mostly like age nine through 18, my mom tried to control our TV watching real hard. Um, So I would take any opportunity that I had, and my mom really loves Star Trek, all flavors of Star Trek. That's not embarrassing, because lots of people Mm -hmm. like Star Trek, but that I was forced to draw my crushes from Star (laughs) Trek. (laughs) It's kind of embarrassing. So I am bringing to the table Alexander Siddig, who was in Deep Space Nine, which was in 1993, when we were, what, 14, 15, 16? And he was so handsome. And again, smart, stable, responsible, caretaker. I like it. I can see that. Good looking boy. Back then, he had a different name. His name was Siddig El Fadil. But he changed it to Alexander Siddig. I can't really fault him for doing that. I don't know when exactly that change occurred. But, you know, maybe highlighting his Middle Eastern roots was not a great way to get roles other than a terrorist. Especially, like, in the 90s. Yep. Yeah. Exactly, but this um, isn't embarrassing. I thought you were going to say Will Wheaton, and so now we're no, good. no, yeah. no, no, no. Oh my! <laughs> I thought God. you were going to say Data. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did think Commander Riker was very uh, handsome too. You know, yes, you know who this is coming full circle. You know who he's married to in real life. I do know <laughs> Laura. Laura from General Hospital. <laughs> oh, jeez. And our knowledge, if we like all of us, if we put together our like random pop culture knowledge, like could we solve the energy crisis? I mean, (laughs) probably could. Yeah, at least we could crush pub trivia. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to do that with the two of you. Oh my gosh, (laughs) that's so much fun. I need Hillary just because of the knowledge of the presidents. That always like um, got me in trouble because when they would say who was president when this happened, I'd be like, I don't know. So, um, no, we could we could dominate. We could figure out all of our categories. We each have a mm. specialty. I can see it happening. We'll make it happen. Yeah. All right. The next time we get together. Yes. Well, I think we prop now we're over an hour into this. We should probably get to our our official main event. Yeah. Top five TV crushes. Although I think I had David from Newsies in there, so I'm down to four because I forgot to oh, replace him. You can borrow one of mine. Oh, okay. That's good. That's good. <laughs> well, why don't you kick us off then? Okay, um, I will go, hmm, let's go in order of how old the show is. Um, Pacey Witter from Dawson's Creek. <laughs> Chrissy, I knew you were going to take it. Yes. <laughs> now, is this the, this is the character of Pacey? Yes. Yes. Okay. The character, the actor, everything. Because I didn't watch a lot of Dawson's Creek. It wasn't really my thing, but I would have picked Dawson. Oh. I think if you watched the show, you would have picked Pacey. Yeah, I was a very spotty viewer, probably yeah. only for the first season. So. Yeah, and the first season, yeah. like, Pacey's a total fuck up. You're like, ugh, this mm-hmm. kid, and he's like having, which now would be like, he's having an affair with his teacher. Like, it's a lot of yikes, yikes, yikes. But um, as the show goes on, it's like they are, um, like, diametrically, like, they, he, uh, Dawson goes down, and Pacey mm-hmm. rises way up. Very much so. Yeah. Pacey Is anybody Team Dawson still? There was a lot of yeah. people that were. When I was back in the chat rooms, it was like 50 50. <laughs> chat <Yeah>. room war. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, yeah. He was a cutie. Oh, um, that's a good pick. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Should I go? Yes. All right. This is this is one from the from the olden days. My ultimate and R.I.P. him. Captain Von Trapp. <laughs> that is a good one. I love it. But he's so stern. I know. But the thing is. But you like that. I do. <laughs> my, I always tease my friend Katie because she is extremely horny for Captain Von Trapp. And I'm like, you love a stern disciplinarian. And she's like, I do. <laughs> but he has a heart. He has a soft heart. Though. I mean, he that whistle. Such a turn on. <laughs> But uh, I love, I, you know, yes, he's like, I like when somebody sort of changes over the course of time. Like he, you know, his, his heart was broken and, but, but he, you know, she, she melts his heart and. Oh, and he stinks Edelweiss. Oh God. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so funny. When I was a little kid, I thought that part was so boring. I was like, ugh, Edelweiss. I don't want to hear this. And now when I listen to it, it makes me kind of tear Oh, when Liesl comes in with the counterpoint. I, I love it. I know. I know. It's so good. It's too bad that he really didn't like being I know. Captain Von Trapp for the rest of his life. I know. <laughs> I mean, he he ended up doing things, other, and he won an Oscar. Like he he's he was successful, but he will always just be remembered as Captain Von Trapp. Right. I mean, I that think is he his, yeah. achieved some peace eventually yes. with that, but a, a long time, probably through the middle to late part of his life, he was like, "This is bullshit. I am more than a singing yes. Nazi fighter." Yeah. <laughs> Why do you have to be more than that? No. Um, okay, my first pick. I'm going for Ian in My Big Fat Greek Wedding, played by That's John Corbett. A good one. Oh, that is a good one. He is so nice and so accepting of her. I don't know, head case-ness, yes. Yes. freaking out over the fact that he's not Greek and that he's going to have to meet her family. And he's just like, sure, I'd love to meet your family. He's just this super steady, stable, nice guy. He teaches, is it high school or middle school? I don't remember, but isn't he like an English teacher? Yeah, yeah. And he's just totally into her. He is. That's what I love is he's so into her. And even before she kind of has a little, you know, a little makeover he's like into her in that first scene like he's kind mm-hmm. of like oh you're so charming i like you he kind of always plays a really nice guy yes yes well it's just that that's his yeah. face i like it i yeah. guess and then by the end by the end of the movie he's like put some windex on it yes yeah i was listening to a podcast the other day oh it's this, the podcast about the oscars and how that year they were like Andrea Martin should have been nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress because she's so fucking funny in that movie. She's mm-hmm. hilarious. She's like, I'll make lamb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a cake. <laughs> Do you all know that he's married to Bo Derek? Yes. Which is wow. odd. I mean, I kind of like it because she's definitely a fair amount older mm-hmm. than he is. But, um, you know. And he Good was for a him. Of, yeah, seriously. Yeah. She's a 10. Yeah. Yeah. She's in 10. Literally. Yeah. (laughs) Christy, round two. Okay. Um, Seth Cohen from the OC. Yeah. I knew Mm. it was going to happen. He was super smart, nerdy, floppy haired dork. I mean, it's everything. I was like, Christy, that is so, that is you. Like, that's you to a T. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I named my dog after, after (laughs) him. Like, my dog's name was Brody after Adam Brody. (laughs) I didn't know that was what that was from. (laughs) 
so nerdy. I love it. You uh, love a self-deprecating guy. You do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do. I, I've i just watched the show Startup, which is really good, um, but he's in it. He's like the main star, and he's such a jerk, and I was like, no, Seth. <laughs> no. Well, and it's like a promising young woman. You're like, Seth, no. And I think that's part of the reason why she cast people like that in a totally. lot of them is because you're like, you bake into like, oh, he's a good guy. Like, he's a good mm-hmm. guy. Good guys don't do that. Yes, they do. Oh, (laughs) contraire. So I didn't watch that show. Did he come out of it all right? Did he pull a Pacey or did he pull a Dawson? Um, The OC? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He was good. Like, he he was good the entire time. Okay. So we don't have any reservations about having him on the list. Nope, nope, nope. And now he's... It's so weird because I think of Leighton Meester and Mm -hmm. What's-Her-Face from the OC as being similar like they yes. look similar to me mm-hmm. and are similarly famous to me rachel bilson yeah rachel bilson and he dated rachel bilson. i know and now he's married to leighton meester and i'm like well you have a type yeah <laughs> for sure <laughs> i think you do um okay my next one <laughs> from a movie i love is gray grantham <laughs> from the pelican brief <laughs> I know, but the part, it just gets me every time I, if it's, if I'm watching it, I have to watch to the end when he's on the like Sunday morning show and the guy says, it sounds like Darby Shaw is too good to be true. And he says, she almost is. And it like <laughs> makes me cry every single time because I mean, listen to me. I cried at the trailer for the dog looks like dog shit movie Clifford. So like, don't take my tears yeah. as like an endorsement, but I love great Grantham. I, you know, I just like when somebody's really good at their job mm-hmm. and is tenacious and mm-hmm. he is, and he's very hot. And that was a time. I mean, Denzel's always hot, but like always. in the early nineties, mm-hmm. he was mm-hmm. like, you know, hitting out of the park. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So how many people messaged you? When they saw that the Pelican Brief was on Netflix. <laughs> Surprisingly few, which is, I think, like, a couple. But, like, <laughs> alert, alert. And it's been, like, I, I'm annoyed because I think the first time I watched it during quarantine, I definitely paid for it. And Ugh. now it is widely available. I think it was on mm. HBO Max for a little bit. Netflix. God damn it. I like paying for movies. I don't understand why you don't own it. I know. I should. But the thing is, I won't. Like, this is the thing about me. I like for something to just appear in my life. Like, that's why I used to love having cable. I don't have it anymore, but I love just changing the channels. And it's like a Saturday. And, you know, the Pelican Brief or Wayne's World or whatever is on TBS. I'm like, ah, well, this was just meant for me. And now I feel the same way about like if I'm trolling HBO Max or something. And there's just a, like a little gem of a movie that I didn't know was there. It makes me happy. Sure, it's like the serendipity of it yes. all. Yes. And in fact, I watched. In fact, I did watch mm-hmm. Serendipity. On it. <laughs> not a good movie, <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I'll do. Yeah, it's back when we were still liking John Cusack. Right. Um, actually, I was thinking about like the John Cusack corollary to this, and I'm like, God, you know, ask me ten years ago, and I would have said his character one in High Fidelity and two in Say Anything, and now neither of those mm-hmm. are anywhere near my list. No. Yeah. Absolutely yep. not. You got to stay away from them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hillary, you're going to be familiar with this next pick. I'm yes. picking Rob Morrow as Don S. <gasps> in numbers. Yay! Num three years. <laughs> Num three years. 
<laughs> He's so hot. And very much not my type. As you said, Hillary, you wouldn't want to marry a cop. He's an yes. FBI agent. Definitely not my thing. He's very kind of, I mean, not like overtly macho. He's not a toxic masculinity is not a part of that character but he's all very like wearing tactical vests and gloves that help you hold your gun better I don't know what that's about and he chews a lot of gum I don't know and he's very sort of terse and not non-intellectual I was gonna say not super intellectually curious a lot but he's a jock yes more than he is a brain and you wouldn't think that that would appeal to me but I mean, he does have the same genes as a genius math professor, so he's going to be smart. Yep. And he's very, he is very smart and passionate and sort of thinks outside the box about his job. He's very invested in getting the bad guys. And he goes on a somewhat existential quest over the six years of the show that eventually he goes to Temple and starts exploring his Jewish roots. I'm not Jewish. I'm not religious. But I'd be okay with that. Yeah, you know, yeah. If curiosity. I had a Jewish guy, like that's cool. I don't yeah. object to religion in general; just certain forms of the way that it is wielded for power by some yeah. people. Yeah. So I like him. He's the character again, very steady. The person who always does the well. There are a couple of times when he kind of toes that line. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, Don, I don't think that you can come back if you cross this behavior but on the whole he's a good person and he does a good job and i like him let's not talk about how short he is (laughs) (laughs) don't want to talk about it christy me i'm gonna have to take it back to friday night lights with eric taylor played by kyle chandler you got both of my friday night (laughs) (laughs) he's a good one because he is kind of like that solid person Yep. He, yeah, he's like stern, but he's like caring. Yes. Has the heart of gold. Um, He, I mean, Tammy gets him to be a good husband, like when he finally starts listening to her. Um, it's it, They're good parents. I just, I just want the couple. Like, yeah. can I just have the yes. two of them yeah. together? <laughs> yes. I like want to both be married to them and also have them be my parents. <laughs> How does it work? Well, How that's that an arrangement work? that's really frowned upon by a yeah. number of law enforcement <laughs> agencies. <laughs> Move to Utah. But, you know, Kyle Chandler is another one of those that he just has a really nice face. Yes. He does. Oh so he gosh. just looks like he would be. I think it would kind of break my heart a little bit if we found out that he was a creeper. I know. Uh, I bet he's not. I have a friend who saw him because he, he they all those people still have houses here, though I don't think they live here full time, but people will see them out and about still a little bit. And my friend who I work with, she saw him at a distillery. There's like a distillery out in the hill country that, you know, you can go eat and have drinks and stuff there. And she like interacted with him and said he was really nice. And that doesn't mean he's perfect or anything, but I was happy to hear that he was a sweetheart. He's, and he's another one that's gets hotter with age. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm looking at an article from the New York post that uh, says, is Kyle Chandler Hollywood's biggest dilf? (laughs) Yes. Well, (laughs) maybe, maybe, he yeah. was in the show, and I feel like we've talked about this. Maybe we all have. He was in the show, not the newspaper one. Um, early edition? Not early edition. He was in a show a, a long, like before that, where it was like World War Two, and he was the younger brother that was at home because he wasn't of age. And I remember being like, oh, he's cute. 
was that home again? I don't know. Home front. It was called home front. This is when I watched anything and everything. Like I was the person they were like, Oh, these are the new fall TV shows. And I'm like, yes. Okay. Yes, I please. Will. I'm there. <laughs> I will be checking in on the, you know, like, did you save that article and then go through and like mark all the things that you knew that you would have to check out? Uh, yes. There was a show cause I loved, um, who's the boss. And I, Danny Pinataro is not on my list of hotties, but, um, there was a show that was like a, spinoff from it and it was about models what was it called and um oh yes what was that called models who's the boss and hold on um Halle Berry's in it Leah Remini was the she was the like dollhouse no living dolls yes living dolls (laughs) okay I think it lasted for all eight episodes maybe and I was like yes this is I'm sure it's not not problem- problematic at no, all. No, not at all. Oh, no. And not I'm sorry. Leah Remini and Holly Berry are all of like 5'2". I'm like, they are not models. I mean, they're no. beautiful, but they're not models. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. Uh, um, I'm outraged. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. My <laughs> next one is, again, it goes into my I enjoy a large nose slot. <laughs> It is Will Gardner from The Good Wife. Again, he has some problems, definitely for sure. But I think that he is very hot and he's good at his job. And I think Josh Charles is very hot, which I know it's not about the actor, but I think Josh Charles is very hot. I mean, it's all interconnected, right? Yes, yes, yes. That's why we have to give the disclaimer. It's not solely about how hot he is. And they had some really good... um, sex scenes or like almost sex scenes those were the best where they would like kind of have you know they would like make out or whatever but then it would get too hot and heavy and she's still married and it's confusing anyway it was good i had the biggest crush on him in um dead poet society right and he's also on don't tell mom and don't tell mom the babysitter's dead an excellent movie we really should have used dead poet society as the basis for this discussion (laughs) i could talk about robert john Lennon for a long time yes (laughs) they all were yes very cute yeah they were very cute oh all right Anne. all right i'm gonna take us to the present and i again i feel a little embarrassed this is like the horny corner where i have to say i'm a smart person (laughs) but i really like the show virgin river on netflix i've been wanting to get into it yeah, it can't, Netflix wants me to watch it. Nobody I? tell me. I haven't watched the third season yet because I'm saving it because I'm trying to finish watching something else. But Martin Henderson is the male lead on that. He plays Jack, who is the Afghanistan war veteran bar owner in this teeny little town in Northern California. The whole premise is that this woman who's a nurse practitioner. Is she a nurse practitioner? I think so. She has a family tragedy and she just wants to scrap it all and start over, going back to our discussion of the searcher. And she uh, takes sight unseen, accepts this job as a nurse practitioner up in this small town in California. And she gets there and then it's very um, small town. Here are all the quirky people and here are all the town conflicts and the big conflict or the bad guys, I guess there's an illegal pot growing camp uh, operation not far away. And those are bad people that are there. But so she meets up with Jack, the hunky bar owner, and he is like the most perfect romantic hero who is always like 
is going to be there to like fix anything you need. He needs a shoulder to cry on. And he's really nice to the young people who need mentoring. He does have some issues with PTSD. Uh, and he's totally into her. Yes. And so they do have a little will they, won't they thing. Um, it's a mildly horny corner. But it's, I mean, it's okay. It's not Bridgerton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's pretty good. I have really enjoyed it. This okay. could be my TG recommends, but I really enjoyed okay. watching the first couple of seasons. I think especially the two of you, since you can get down with a romance. Yeah. You should yeah. check it out. It's definitely been one that's like recommended for you. And I'm yep. like, oh, yeah, totally. I resisted for a long time because yeah. I was like, this looks cheesy. You know what it is? It's like what every Hallmark movie aims for and doesn't achieve. Got it. Got it. It's okay. like the cute romantic small town thing without the utter cheesiness that they all have. You know what I think really like is the thing that stopped me from watching it for some reason is the title. I don't know why I was like, oh, Virgin. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, oh, I don't want to watch that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What stopped me is because it said, if you watch Sweet Sweet Magnolias, which I did, then you'll like this. And I'm like, oh, no, because I <laughs> didn't like it. I forced myself to watch it and also hated it. Sweet Magnolias was, and I like a lot of shitty stuff. Sweet yeah. Magnolias was god awful. It wanted to be Heart of Dixie. It failed It was epically. so bad. I was like, this is the worst acting I've ever, I can't watch this. And then did you just keep pushing through, though, like I did? You know, I don't think I did because the accents were so bad in it that so I was like, I can't. I can't watch oh this. I can't so watch I just it. put yeah. a picture of him in the yeah. chat. No, he's cute. For, for he was, I never. I don't understand why Martin Henderson didn't get to be a bigger thing because he's been in a lot of stuff. He's in the toxic video, too. He was in uh, mm-hmm. He was in the ring. Yeah. He died in the ring at the end of the ring. Spoiler. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was in Pride and Prejudice. He played yeah. the Mr. Darcy role in. Was it? No, he played the. I don't, no, yeah, he played. The, boy, I'm getting confused. He played the Mr. Darcy role in Bride and Prejudice, which was the Bollywood right, 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 version of that. But I think he's from New Zealand, and he sort of seems like he doesn't really care that much about being a big star. Like he'll do some Australian projects, and then he'll show up here, and he's just great. He's very studly. I'm watching it tonight. I'll be interested to know what you think. <laughs> There's not I'll a lot of irony know. in that. Oh, and Annette O'Toole is great. Oh, I love Annette O'Toole. The best cheekbones in the business. Mm-hmm. So my turn again? Yes. Yep. Okay. My next pick is probably the best boyfriend and best husband that has ever existed. Ben Wyatt from <laughs> Parks and Recreation, <laughs> oh. played by Adam Scott. <laughs> He's adorable. He is. He goes along with all of Leslie Nope's craziness <laughs> um, and shenanigans and doesn't understand little baby Sebastian <laughs> until he does. And yeah. I love the one, like the meme where it's like, does this look like somebody who's depressed? And it's like yeah. him like holding <laughs> dolls with that he's game. created. <laughs> yeah. With the game that he spent. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. no, I love it. He, and he's such like a perfect like. Gen Xer, he loves like all the you know, like Bikini Kill and Letters to Cleo yes. and stuff. Yes, no, he's cutie. When Definitely, he- like in '94, if I was writing the perfect boyfriend husband, <laughs> it would have been Ben White. One hundred percent. Yeah, and again, somebody who plays a not a lot of nice guys. Yeah, and who just Always. looks like a nice guy. So you remember he was in that episode of Veronica Mars where he mm-hmm. was the teacher who was 
being inappropriate with some students and they and they set it all up where he was this beloved teacher and he was engaging all the students and then it turned out that he was really gross yes so that was a great like subversion of his image yes yeah he also played a really terrible person in um stepbrothers yes yeah (laughs) um but he's really good on big little lies yeah he is he is good i i actually like that he um will kind of play with it like I am a good guy but also mm-hmm. you know he was in this show what was it called he was in a show on HBO like back like, kind of a while ago oh it was called Tell Me You Love Me and it was like very horny and oh that was so horny yeah I feel like Phyllis told me about that show and I was like damn it's good but it's horned up well and I remember I was like <laughs> they had like stand up sex and I was like what is happening there yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I don't even understand the geometry of what's going on yeah. but okay um, he was not a good husband in that one. No, he was not. I mean, like, he didn't cheat. He was just kind of a jerk. They yeah. hated each other. Yeah. Like, they should just not be together. Yeah. So that's why I had to pick Ben White. Yes. Um. Okay, I'm next. Let's see. I was going to pick Coach, but I'm not going to. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. I knew it was going to. I knew it was It was on the you chopping block. Coming. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, this one is truly, I don't even like this movie that much, but it's, it's another in a Grisham series, but the hottest that Matthew McConaughey has ever been. Is playing yep. Jake Tyler Brigands. <laughs> he was so hot in this movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. And while I think his closing arguments are very silly and dumb, he's still so fucking hot in that movie. And it's why he's a star now or whatever. Because Hillary, it's not about the action. I know. <laughs> I know. The role. <laughs> in that role, he is just so hot. And I like that he's sort of like grudgingly. It's not my favorite. Obviously, it's not my favorite Grisham. <laughs> no, it's not my favorite Grisham at all. Everybody's too sweaty in it, and it's a, kind of a silly story. But um, I like that he's sort of resistant, and he's definitely like a good old boy in it, but then, you know, sees the error of his ways eventually. Mm-hmm. But he is passionate about the law. He is. He is. And he drinks and drives, and that's not good, but he looks really hot the next day. <laughs> I haven't watched that in forever. I, I haven't go either. Back and see that again. Yeah, I think that one's also on. I think all the Grishams are floating around on various uh, streaming services. The client <laughs> Susan Sarandon. She was nominated for Best Actress for that. Was she? Crazy. Yes. Yeah, she was, which is crazy. Um, and I think Grisham movie, interesting. Yeah. And what's her face was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for the firm. Holly Hunter was nominated for Best Supporting Actress the year wow. she won Best Actor Actress for. The piano. In Holly Hunter. I know. She's just a good actor. Swing a dead cat without hitting a yep. Academy Award. Yep. <laughs> or at least a nomination for one. Um, all right, I'm gonna take a left turn here. Okay. This is my last pick on this. You two may have more, but this is my final pick. It's Jennifer Gardner. <gasps> Sydney Bristow. I love Alias. it. Oh, that's a good one. I am a straight lady. I like the fellas. But if there was one person that I might be convinced to try out the other side of the aisle, it would be Jennifer Garner and Alias. Yeah. And it's such a, like, when you think about it, it's such a stupid story. Like, she's recruited into this super, super secret black ops division of the CIA where they, you know, they even are isolated from the other CIA, but then she finds out it's because it's not actually the CIA because the people in charge of it are actually bad guys and they've told everyone they're in the CIA. And so she goes to the real CIA (laughs) (laughs) and she gets him put as a mole into the thing. Okay, it's dumb. 
But she does this amazing combination of like kickassery and vulnerability yeah. in this role. Like she can karate chop someone or slash someone in the throat with the antenna from a car and then look like she's about to cry yep. at any moment. And she's just so like vulnerable and she's not always like uh, behaves the best, but she always tries and she's a true patriot and she gets to wear so many cool disguises. She does. God, she does. That's a good one. Um, And I feel like, I mean, I don't know Jennifer Garner, but I feel like you guys would be best of friends. Oh, I, I think so. she's a lot yeah. like you. Yeah. I, I think. I love her fake cooking shows. I do too. She's hilarious. I think Have she- you ever seen Camping? Is that what the show was? Oh, yeah, was- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that, that was a good one. I, think I just think great. that she's probably a really genuine person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she seems like a sweet. She just, uh, what I like about her, my friend uh, Maggie and I will text each other pictures of Jennifer, um, Jennifer Garner because she is such a mom. And I mean that in the best way. Like mm-hmm. she wears just regular person jeans and like running shoes and a T-shirt like when she's taking her kids, Takes plays. Her kids to the park. Uh, yeah, and-, and I'm like, I just feel like she's a really good mom. And just like this girl from West Virginia that happened to be really pretty and... um you know, a good actress and it just kind of like happened for her, but she just seems like a regular kind of dork, like, but in Mm -hmm. in the most endearing way. I just, you know, I, (laughs) there was somebody that I worked with who was like, ugh, I just hate Jennifer Garner. I'm never watching Alias. And I said, why? And she said, because she broke Ben's heart on Felicity. Oh, Oh. Noel. No, it was Noel. It was Noel. Noel, Right. She broke Noel's. Oh, it, it was because Jennifer Garner and Scott Speedman got divorced in real life. I think it was. Oh, God. And I it's was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but you know what? I see how Ben Affleck behaved with her. And I'm Isn't like, it? I don't like Ben Affleck that I much know. anymore. I know. Because he was not good to our girl, Jen. I know. And, and even he, in But his, she bailed him out so many times. So many times. And even in his Oscar acceptance speech, he's like, marriage is hard. And I'm like, yes, marriage is hard. But maybe this isn't the time to talk about it when you're like, yeah, <laughs> what the hell? He had to be drunk, yeah, right? Probably. Ugh, um, such self-destructive behavior. He should have stayed with her. I know. I know. He's he's been a good husband and not mm-hmm. gotten with the nanny or whatever. Yep. Ugh. Oh, Ben. Oh, yeah. Ben. Um, Christy. Okay, this was really, really hard because we only get one of these, right? Mm-hmm. One more? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to have to go with um, Chidi from The Good Place. <gasps> oh. oh, that's so <laughs> good, Christine. Really By good. William Jackson Harper. That's really good. He is so sexy and like up in his head. The decision making would drive me crazy because <laughs> I'm not good at making decisions either. Um, but he's just so smart and so loving and caring. Him, let's say, at the end, like the the okay. last season, the last couple episodes, when he like calms himself down, that's when that's when I love Chidi. See, and I would have said the decision making would drive me crazy because I am good at decision making, and I'd be like, <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, just pick one. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you would just tell him. You would just pick for them. That's true. I would be the decider. Yeah. Where we would both just go, but if we do this, then that will happen. And then no one makes a decision. And there's too many questions. 
Oh, that's so good. He was such a good partner. Yeah, and he's so, so good. smart and so it's, patient. I mean, Eleanor was a hot mess, yes. and he put up with it. Yep. So, yep. And then remember him shirtless in the grocery store. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and and <laughs> like you could hear the jaw dropping of people yeah. around the country. I thought we were all like, "What? Damn. He had that under there? Yeah. <laughs> What's happening?" <laughs> Ugh. My world is rearranging yeah. itself. I don't understand. Can't this. compute. <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. Um, okay. My last one. I guess it like is one. It's like two wrapped it up into one, but I'm going to choose the more modern version. Um, Mark Darcy from Bridget Jones diary. I'm telling you, I like a stern man. So I guess I like Mr. Darcy as well, obviously. And he, was played by the same actor but uh i just like mark darcy because i like that there is like he's sort of serious and she's kind of goofy but he enjoys her and is kind of a dick at first but then you know he loves her just because he's stuffy and he doesn't know how to behave yes there there's always that image of him uh when they she runs into him at her mother's turkey curry buffet <laughs> yes and he turns around and he's wearing that atrocious <laughs> reindeer jumper i love that scene oh <laughs> uh, i just think he's so i think he's so cute and also maybe a little bit like tall but no i think he's mm-hmm. pretty handsome oh but then he goes yeah. over to her flat and he I cooks know. the blue soup oh, when he cooks it and then he kind of makes oh. fun of her from, oh, it's very cute it's so cute i love it that's good. Yeah. And good I pick. think that he and Hugh Grant have probably the most realistic on-screen fight, it, by which I mean they're just kind of like slapping at each other and <laughs> right. around. I remember and neither see- one of them knows what they're doing. I remember yes. seeing I actually do own that movie and I remember seeing it in the theater and like I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard. I was like when he goes, the, his, the friend is like, there's a fight. There's a real fight going on. Because i that's how I would be. I would be like, oh, my God, there's a fight. And it's so exciting. Um, it's so silly. But I, I love that movie. And that's when I was really, you know, wanting to live in London or just like kind of being obsessed with anything European at all. And it seemed very fun and exciting. I love that movie. The first one, the not the second one, the first oh, or yeah, the third I, one. Yeah, I didn't like the second one. The second yeah. one is not good. And then I didn't see the third one. It's not good. Because why? Yeah. You know, exactly. guys, you don't always have to make sequels. Sometimes nope. we can just let it be. Just be yeah. done. Yeah. yeah. Be nice yep. and be done. Yep. Well, just to wrap this up, I did put in an honorable mention category. I have two honorable mentions that I, I would like to. I'll just mention them both because we don't need to okay. spend a lot of time on them. Number one is Joel McHale as Jeff Winger in Community. Yes. yes. <laughs> he is so mean and so sarcastic. I can't put him on the list. Yep. But he is smart He's another funny. tall blonde. Yes, yeah. he is. See, this theory is falling to pieces. <laughs> is he? He's from Seattle, isn't he? I don't know yep. why that's something yep. that I have lodged yep. in my brain. Yep. He's he's really almost too acerbic. It works really well for the character, though. So yeah. mm-hmm. I enjoy him. I would get with him. But I'm not he's sure very funny. that I would want anything long term with him. And the other yeah. honorable mention, guys, I it's it's a character, but it's not a character. I'm giving an honorable mention to Phil Rosenthal from Somebody oh, Feed Phil. Oh, that's a good that's one. That's a good one. Oh, my gosh. You would be such a cute couple. And he I is have, like, all dork. over the world. I think <laughs> I have, like, been, I don't know, it's like Stockholm Syndrome or something from watching it so many times, like, in, you know, so many episodes in a row. And I'm like, 
is Bill hot? <laughs> like, <we're> like, <laughs> yes. We're like, he I is know. not hot, but he's very appealing. He is. He's cute. Yeah, he, he is. is he's not cute. hot, he's but he's cute. so cute. And he's like such like a ball of joy. Yep. Yeah. For and everything he sh- that he is. He slumps yeah. around in like his black dad tennis shoes and his yes. white <laughs> socks and his cargo shorts and his <laughs> polo shirt. And, you know, I'm not into the like... Take my wife, please, style of humor. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he is so cute He's, when yeah. he does those dumb jokes about his wife. Well, first of all, you can tell that he adores his wife. And have yeah. you ever seen the video of him and his wife at their wedding dancing? No. I'll send it to you. He posts it like every year on their um, on their Aww. anniversary. And it is so cute. And you can tell how into each other they are. And then it flashes forward to like now and they're still kind of doing the dance and they mm-hmm. just she thinks he's hilarious I think he thinks that she's pretty funny and just like a sweetheart it's it, and I was really sad both of his parents have I know died. Dad and died they were old but like yes, still talk about terrible yeah. jokes <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah. I thought it was always so cute he's like in these like wonderful places and he calls them and he's like eating all the good food or whatever. And then he calls him and his wife is like taking care of his parents. That was so sweet. Very sweet. Mm-hmm. Very sweet. Yeah. I love it. So not technically a character, but no. sort of. He's like totally. a character to me. Totally. Yeah, for sure. Totally. Just watch him on a show. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go. I have two honorable mentions that are um, both weird. One is um, my the first like quote-unquote good movie that I loved was North by Northwest and uh, it, Cary Grant is even older and it. it's definitely not his most handsome but Roger Thornhill in North by Northwest I just he has this sort of Don Draper attitude but like with a little bit more humor like he's an ad man in New York in the 50s and I, it just is so glamorous and I, I don't know he's he's a cool customer and I always thought it was very he was very chic oh yes mm-hmm. yeah um and then my other one he might be shorter than I am, and he's also a Republican, but I Uh-oh. loved Uh-oh. Alex P. Keaton when I was a kid. Uh-huh. <laughs> totally. He made me have feelings. Like, I didn't know what to do with it. I know. Like, <laughs> you're like, and it's so weird because he is, Christy, he's probably our height. Like, he probably is 5'4". Yes, I, for sure. <laughs> like, he's not that much taller than, uh, I just thought he was, I thought he was cute and he was funny. And even though he was a Republican, he was smart and you know, he also fell in love with ladies that were strong and opposite of him. So mm-hmm. I liked him. You're right. You nailed it. Five, four. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to have his parents. I thought they were oh, so cool. Oh, yes. They were such good yes, parents. they were such good oh parents. Oh, my gosh. Like, if I can't have Coach Taylor and Tammy, <laughs> I would definitely. You all the Keatons. The Keatons. Yeah. Yes. Um. Uh, did you do both? Yes. yes. Okay. I have three that I'll do real quick. One that, and I think they're all kind of weird. Number one, Veronica Mars. Good one. Um, good one. Very good. Yeah. Um, and thanks to Anne for teaching me about, I mean, I knew what Veronica Mars was, but mm-hmm. she pushed me to actually watch it. So good. Um, Fred Flarsky from Longshot. <laughs> oh, I, I know. And I resist it, but I love him too. He's so dorky yeah. and I love Seth Rogen like he's on my list um and he's yeah just I love everything about him and he's nerdy and he's like good to her um and then the last one I had to have an honorable mention because he's his character is gay and so he never would like me but right. um Patrick Brewer from Schitt's Creek 
played by oh, Noah Reed. Yeah, sure, he's, sure, sure. Oh my gosh, yeah. he's the best partner ever. I know. Like he puts up with that family shenanigans and. Spoiler alert! Sorry, Anne. Um, that's <laughs> kind of a little bit of a spoiler. It's I okay. think she's probably picked yeah. it up from the yeah, yeah, yeah. a thousand. And, memes. and in the best is if you've seen the documentary of that comes at the end of Schitt's Creek. They do a little documentary, and this um, internet group of moms of of gay kids wrote to Schitt's Creek to say how much like that relationship meant to them and he read it on the documentary and I'm just like bawling the entire time and so that like gave him little sweet points for me Aww. too yeah well good picks guys we did we have good taste we That's do what I have to we say. have good taste in men <laughs> and yeah. know when we have bad taste like we understand when we have yeah. bad taste in men <laughs> I feel like we were semi-successful with this segment because we really tried to keep the actor out of it yes mm-hmm. but it's hard it it's really hard. It's really hard <laughs> i mean how can you not be like well it's denzel yeah i mean yeah he's really hot yeah who could else play that yeah. part? well take your cues from us people the question of the week who is your fictional crush try to make it about the character yeah more than about mm-hmm. the actor or actress or non-binary acting person yeah yeah who plays them and you only get one we have a podcast so we get multiple but you only get one <laughs> so think really get carefully. your own podcast if you want more uh, all right should we move to recommends yes all right um i'm telling you i've been in a really good book spree lately i've been really into um nonfiction books, especially after I read um, The Empire of Pain, I decided to read Patrick Radden Keefe's, like, he's written a few books, but his previous book to this is called Say Nothing, A True Story of Murder and Memory in Northern Ireland. It's um, really sad. And coming from being married to somebody who's very, very well versed in, you know, the troubles, I, I just didn't really... I knew that it existed, but I was like, I don't know. What's the difference between Catholic and Protestant? It's like the same mm-hmm. thing, basically. Like, I kind of didn't get it. Um, and he does a really good job of explaining it in, in storytelling form. And um, it's long, but I, I flew through it pretty quickly. So I re- definitely recommend that. Um, and then, <laughs> because I listen to Fresh Air a lot, um, Terry interviewed the authors of Forget the Alamo, which is kind of debunking the myths of, as I was talking about, the uh, story of the Alamo and how William it William B. Travis was <laughs> Well, in fact, they said he was a syphilitic lech, <laughs> oh. um, which I thought was, I was like, oh, of course, that's the one that I like. But um, it just is, you know, how history is kind of, you know, it erases certain people and it pumps up other people how you know if you really go through it this is not exactly what it happened and it's just a myth that texans believe and and you know erases chicano history and anything involved with like it's just an anglo narrative and talking about how like what imagine being um um you know a mexican kid in a class or not a mexican like a hispanic or a latina kid in a texas history class and you're basically taught 
that the Mexicans wanted to like enslave and murder us. And mm. um, listen, I don't want to hear any of this critical race theory nonsense yeah, on this no. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because spoiler alert, do you know what it was all about? Uh, slavery. Ah, uh, right. slavery. <laughs> That's what it was all about. Anyway, um, it, again, it's kind of long, but I, I enjoyed it. And I don't know, you know, being somebody who had two years of Texas history, I'm, I'm sure that maybe I, I don't know, enjoyed it was the right word, but I had more invested in it. But I thought it was pretty eye-opening and just how history and history books are written um, it's uh, you. It's not. Lies. A, I know they're all pretty much lies. And then finally, last week I watched um, the documentary about Woodstock '99. I think it's called Woodstock, like love, peace, and rage, peace, love, and rage, or something like that. It's on HBO Max, and um, it's pretty horrifying. Like it's like a horror movie. It's really. And I remember when it happened. I obviously didn't go. I don't live in New York, and I would never have traveled to that. And also it was the music that I hated at the nineties. Now I liked a lot of bad music. I will fully admit I loved all the teen shit. Like I loved NSYNC. I loved Bastard Boys. I loved Britney Spears, what have you. I did not like new metal. That was not what I liked. I hated that reaction to, Oh, teen girls and like gay kids like this. So mm-hmm. we're going to have this like angry white male. And that's who was there. It was like corn and, Ew. you know, um, Limp Biscuit, And so they were just talking about how a lot of it was these, you know, angry white dudes in upstate New York or wherever. And it was really hot and they were selling water bottles for $4 a bottle, which now I would be pissed at. And in 1999, mm-hmm. I would like, you know, be enraged at. There was a lot of sexual assault. Anyway, it was a very, that I'm making it sound terrible. It was entertaining and that it was like, it just captured this time when we were talking about it. Um, and Dave and I were talking about it as well, that like 1999 truly doesn't seem like that long ago. But when you watch this, you're like, Oh boy, there's, it was so long (laughs) ago. And the, you know, the no cell phones is a big deal because people would get lost and kind of be wandering around. They had pay phones and I guess some people had cell phones, but it wasn't a majority and just the crowd control and, and all that. But it was, it was eye opening and, I don't know how much has changed, but yeah, it was a pretty I just gross. don't know why that they thought after the 94 fiasco that it was a good idea to do it again. I am no, don't know. And the guys, the founders who are still, you know, from like the original one, um, one of them is like a kind of peaceful, doopy, dopey, hippie kind of guy. And the other one is a pure, like evil asshole. And it was oh, like Firefest. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just like okay. trash. Anyway, so I recommend it. And it was it was a good adventure into the nineties and how horrible some of it was. See, Woodstock is like Bridget Jones. Did yes. we really need We did not need sequels? to redo this. No. We didn't we need a second one. No. We didn't need a third one no. for sure. Yep. Yep. We were just great with the original. It yeah, was great. Exactly. Yep. All right. This is how you can get involved with the show. Go to thisshowhaseverything.com. Our website Which is back does, up. does work. <laughs> it does work. We had some technical difficulties. Yeah. Um, and um, you can um, send us email uh, through throwyourphone.com. It's like a fill-in page that you can do. You can talk to us on the Facebook group. That's where you can tell us about your crush. Um, or you can tweet us at tshishow and email us at T she at 10710.com and you can send us a voice memo and we will 
definitely play it on the show unless it's terrible. Um, <laughs> and t- and let, or if you tell us some gossip that you can call and tell us gossip oh, yeah, and, we, yeah, yeah. and just tell us we can't like tell anybody yes. please please yeah. please yeah. <laughs> like it. i want to be that about what i anything uh, whatever anything. <laughs> i don't <Yeah>. care <laughs> like if you know celebrity gossip like is kyle chandler a jerk like we want to know that yes stuff. we do and we won't, we won't say anything. we won't give names and we won't say anything <laughs> if you tell us that <laughs> um and or you can fax us at 617-354-8513 Oh, and that was everything. <laughs> that was not everything. No, that we could so keep going on everything on we this topic. going on. Yeah.
yeah, there were a lot of when I was looking through the like hot guys. It, it's a lot of also Grey's Anatomy, which is a show that I watched for mm, like two or three years and then just mm-hmm. fell off. And that is, and I think what's his face is, is hot. I mean, he's a good looking Patrick Duffy yeah, he, or Dempsey. <laughs> Patrick Duffy's from Dallas. Oh yeah, <laughs> Dempsey. Also hot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they both have like the curly, floppy hair. Totally. Yep. Yeah. 